become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out. All right. Call him out to vote. Taylor Marshall. We are going to do a Foot Locker Midwest recap. Okay, it's not your turn yet, Solomon. You got over here pretty quick. Um, quick recap and uh, talk about some of our off-season plans uh, as it relates to Indiana Runner and the podcast more specifically. Um, we've got a lot of extra stuff available, too, if you want to go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. Uh, my main takeaway, Taylor, from looking at this is how much more popular Nike Midwest is than Foot Locker Midwest. Foot Locker is at a difficult time, right? It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and even if you're um, wanting to go, like you might be traveling with family outside of the Indianapolis or Indiana area. Um, it's all the way up in Wisconsin. It's not here in Terre Haute. It's just it's it's difficult, right? I mean, the timing of it, I think if it were maybe on a different weekend, there might be more interest in it, but it's, it's a haul up to, uh, it's not Kenosha. What's it's Kenosha. Yeah. It is Kenosha. Okay. So it's not, so it's what, like a six, seven, it's, it's, six like, it's like four and a half from Carmen. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's that, but like also, you know, I think it's probably more so the timing, right? It's just very difficult sure. uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving to be somewhere. Um, so it, it's, I'm sure they've put on a good, a good meet, but it's just not easy to do for people. There were, let's do girls first, because that's how they ran. There were 130 finishers in the girls seated race. And then I think they had some other races, which had a, a very low number of finishers so not a ton of interest outside of the very very top and we've always said that there's really one reason to make the trip up there and that's that you're looking to advance uh yeah. to the finals in san diego good news for us hoosiers this is the indiana runner podcast yeah three indiana girls finishing in the top five and it only takes a top 10 finish to advance so indiana is going to see great uh, representation at these two national meets individually here in December. Uh, and we'll talk about those at the end of the podcast. And then we'll probably run maybe one podcast with how uh, the Hoosiers did at those two meets. So Rachel Forsyth from Ann Arbor in Michigan, who Stud. won the, um, she won the Nike Midwest regional by a lot, right? By a landslide. I mean, she won by, uh, 40 plus seconds, I believe. She won this by 27 seconds. Uh, yeah. Do we know where she's going in the fall? I don't recall. She's she's like an NC State, NAU, Oregon caliber, right? Like she's going right. to go. Oh, she yeah. has her pick of the litter. She's so awesome. Um, I I don't know to to be honest, but keep going and maybe I'll find it. So we've seen uh, we've seen her at a couple meets now, and she is uh, far and away ahead of the field. Followed, following Forsyth, Addison Canablo of Fort Wayne Homestead finishes second, 1724. She had a solid season. Uh, she's had a very good November. 
Uh, as an aside here, I'm seeing that Rachel Forsyth has committed to Michigan State. Michigan State, okay. So staying home. staying home. Although yeah. she lives in Ann Arbor, which is where Michigan is. That yeah, is very interesting. interesting. But, um, uh, she Addison Canablo, who's had a very good November, uh, including finishing top five at Nike Midwest. She's had Notre Dame. She's going to Notre Dame. So That's finishes right. uh, fifth, I believe, at Nike Midwest. Second at Foot Locker Midwest. She's going to make uh, consecutive trips here to the West Coast. Uh, first out to Portland, then out to San Diego. Joining her in Portland and in San Diego, Libby Dowdy from Indian Creek, who was the state champion uh, in late October. Uh, Libby finishes third, 17-30. And then Nikki Sutherland of Delta, 17-32, finishes fifth. And she uh, will make this the national championship in San Diego. Yeah, I'm really excited about the number of Hoosiers that will be there, right? I mean, this is really cool. You know, um, I would like to see like a, uh, you know, uh, per was that per capita uh, mm -hmm. representation there. Um, Indiana's got to be got to be near the top. I mean, this is just really incredible to have three girls and then uh, two two boys, three uh, two boys at the two national. Um, so really exciting, and uh, you know, we'll. I don't think we have a girl who could compete to win. Obviously, Forsyth might. It should be the favorite having uh being one of the best in the nation and winning by a, a ton uh locally. But um, you know, we might have a, a boy potential winner, maybe. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but a lot, lot of cool stuff happening here for Indiana. So again, Canablo, Dowdy, Sutherland, all three finish in the top five. It only takes the top 10. And then I thought this was interesting. You always feel bad if there's like a a small gap. I remember one year, uh, Krishna finished like a second or two seconds back in eleventh yeah. and just missed it. Sizable margin here: seventeen forty three was tenth, and then eighteen oh one was eleventh. Yeah, it was almost like maybe, you know, this pack broke, and then they. I mean, I didn't watch the race obviously, but like then you just kind of yeah, you, you can't hey, watch we're just it. on. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to. You know, we'll just finish this out and have a solid performance, uh, knowing we're outside the top 10. I follow a lot of kids go for the swag, right? Like the bag and the beanie, like that's kind of a thing. It's you part know. of it. And there's no, there's strangely no limitations on what you can keep, I think, from San Diego from the Sport Walker meet. Whereas yeah. at the Portland one, when you're there with the team, there's like weird limits that are set. Uh, based on how are much you, you're allowed to keep, and but if you're are you seeing, saying it's okay to keep that, more, I yeah, well, you know what? At least the kids can go. You know, yeah. Well, I at mean, least the kids can go because we the, could be from a state where yeah, they, um, but but individually, there's no problem. So this Forsyth is girl from uh, Ann Arbor is going to be able to go, I think, to Portland and San Diego, but where a Michigan the team, team can't, not the team go, can't right? go, which makes. Yeah. Which it's makes bullshit. no sense. It's all, so. it's all ridiculous stuff. And and also, let me just say this, uh, because I saw this uh, Greg Doyle article in the Indy Star here recently, because um, the IHSA has been under some fire for some of these recent decisions. I'm I'm not like a huge government oversight guy, Colin, but like maybe it's time that the state legislature has a little oversight on the IHSA. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to roam free and do whatever they want. So 
we'll we'll look into that over the next couple of years because we might be headed that direction. I mean, we'll follow it. I don't know that you or I are going to be leading the charge on, although my wife does work for the state government. She contracts for the state government. Your wife is the governor, is what I've heard. The governor is Eric Holcomb. Oh, you're okay. Well, your wife is next in line to be the governor. Uh, she is not. No. I, I just heard she works for the state, so I assume she was uh, in charge around here. On the boys' side, well, this is this is good stuff for the people. This is more what we're given. This is more the Patreon type stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Westfall from Chesterfield, Michigan, 1459. He was the only boy to break 15 minutes on this course. This course is pretty challenging, too. It's in some ways is the opposite of Terre Haute, where Terre Haute starts where it's downhill and kind of not lulls you, but but spurs you into going out too quickly. This one is straight uphill for the first half mile or so. Uh, and it, it went out slow. And if you look at the splits, Salman, can you turn the light on, please? Salman, please don't turn all the lights out. He, my son, uh, is very excited about the Christmas decorations and likes to turn the lights off. Uh, so they went out the first mile split, which is rare, even for the best kids. Yeah, it looks it looks good, Solomon, but I'm trying to work. Can you turn the lights on, please? Uh, it their first mile was slower for all all of the top ten finishers was slower than their actual pace. Yeah, which is is pretty rare. Uh, so Thomas Westfall wins 1459, and then two Hoosiers finishing in the top five. It only takes top ten. Uh, they gave themselves a bit of a gap. Cameron Todd of Burbuff, uh finished third overall, 1504. Did you see pictures from the race? Do you see this? Do you hear about this? I did see that. And Cameron Todd was on the one hand making me excited because he was wearing a uh Indiana Pacer jersey, Colin. That is exciting, but but he was wearing a Victor Oladipo jersey. And yeah. even as an IU guy who was there when Oladipo was there and was a, a big fan at the time, he kind of gave our city the shaft on the way out and kind of, you know, so maybe we don't, we're not that excited about. He's Oladipo. not our favorite. Yes, he's not our favorite pacer. No. Uh, Todd is the number one returner from last year where he finished. It was kind of a surprise that he made it. Yeah. I and mean, I thought that was the pinnacle potentially of his season is was making footlocker last year. I mean, we thought he certainly could be in the mix and, and Tony could be in the mix last year. Uh, Tony missed it by a few spots and, and Cameron made it by a, a few spots. I think he was fifth last year. Um, he was number one returner. So we got the number one bib at this race. They do that. The top 10 returners, they give you whatever returner number you are. They give you that, that bib number. Yeah. He was sixth at the footlocker finals and is the number one returner for that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, as an Indiana guy, uh, I'm hopeful that Cameron Todd can compete to win. Um, I think it'd be awesome for our state to have that kind of representation. He needs again. a New Jersey. He does need a New Jersey. So, okay. Are you yeah. ask, on the record here on yeah. the podcast for all the people to hear? Should Cameron Todd win? Will you? I will buy him a new Pacers jersey of the player of his choice. Active or past player? Active. Active player of his choice. Okay, so if Cameron Todd is listening right now, he, he is. is if he should he win, he would receive a brand new Pacer jersey 
of his choice, style and player of his choice. Yeah, whatever's on the uh, well, it's going to be the regular. It's got to be the navy, whatever player he wants. The edition or the no, no, no. It's got to be the regular navy one because it's got to replace the one he's got. Well, if he if he wins, then he wants something cool, Colin. Why not provide that to him? I'll give him whatever player he wants, which should be Halliburton. Navy, Navy. Also, if he was like, "Hey, I want a Reggie Miller jersey," like I, I mean, that would those. I just give him one of those. I just have those lying around, you know. He needs a current one to replace his Oladipo in the current style. All right, so he wins. He could win. This is. I mean, this is. This is legitimate. He could he could win next week. He could win. So Cameron, if you're listening, if and 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 you know you needed some type of motivation because you know you're like calling all to vote. We'll cough up a brand new. Uh, I just I just bought a bunch of them too off the. They just had a sale and I bought one for each of my kids and one for myself. A brand new Pacer jersey of your choosing, so you can rep. Our hometown team in style, much you better. Can't, than, you uh, can't be walking around. You can't be walking around or running around with an Oladipo. You uh, I just, I had two different people were like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? You must be really excited that a kid qualified for Foot Locker Nationals wearing a Pacers jersey. And I was like, no, so I have two Oladipo. problems. I have two problems with that. One, it's Oladipo and how he shafted the city and all that. So like there's, there's a problem there. The other problem is I'm not a fan of wearing, um, in this case, a Victor Oladipo Pacer jersey when he's an active player on another team. I think after he retires or whatever, then it might well, be okay so to you're, wear you're, that. You're, 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 you're talking directly to me, man, because yeah. my daughter had a had a Leonard jersey yeah, she and Leonard. no yeah. longer has it. That was weird too. I mean, uh, you know, as Colin and I record I mean, this podcast, this is, it's a yes. Sunday. This is more of a miscellaneous minute, but yeah. The Colts have just beat the Bucks earlier today, and they did this. Shaq Leonard was there in a suite, and and you know they honored him and stuff, and like he's certainly worthy of being honored, but uh, maybe not in the maybe not right now. Immediately he after, just dropped him on Tuesday. He was at practice the day before. <laughs> yeah, and then he he like yeah he went and he like handed out these turkeys and stuff. Like it's cool. Like, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Job for the community. Yeah. Like no, I'm not anti Shaq Leonard. He just he didn't want to be here anymore, and they didn't really want him around anymore. And they came to this weird mutual parting, fine, whatever. But then to bring him in and be like, "Hey, we're going to put you and your family in a suite and honor you," um, while you're going to go try to find another team to play for. I like, told I, I told my dad it'd be so funny if they and we'll actually talk about the other kid that made it from Indiana, but his parents aren't going to get mad at me, so. Uh, for uh, getting off track before we talk about him. Uh, <laughs> it'd be so funny if they played the video, the like tribute thing, and then they go and show him in the suite if he was dressed head to toe in uniform. Yeah, that would be funny. That'd be I, the I, ultimate I, prank. And he's yeah. like, what? Like he's holding his helmet and stuff. It'd be so hey, funny. I'm ready to go in. <laughs> he's got the shoulder pads and the actual pants on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Missed opportunity. Hey, uh, so anyways... If Cameron Todd wins at Foot Locker, we'll buy him a a Pacers jersey. All right. Well, you're Navy pretty- Pacers jersey, current player. All right, Cameron, run hard, buddy. So yeah, as, as if he wasn't, he's a state champion. He's going to Notre Dame in the next fall, and uh, 
has qualified for Foot Locker twice. I'm guessing he's already plenty motivated, but doesn't hurt. Yeah. Well, well, you know, what's what's the worst that could happen? You get a Pacer jersey out of it. How about that? He will be joined by one of his rivals, Tony Provenzano from Carmel. Shout out. Tony finishes fifth. Antonio Provenzano. He's amazing. 15.07. And you know what's funny is that I was watching this live results and I initially missed his name. Yes, Solomon. It's not time to go to bed yet. Can you turn the lights on, please? Hey, hey, can we get Solomon on here real quick? Let's he, he said no, on. not yet. He's not ready yet? Okay, that's all right. Go he, ahead. He, he was saying that to the lights. He actually didn't hear because of my headphones on. Yeah. Tony Provenzano makes it. So anyways, I'm, I coach at his, I am the coach at his high school, so I'm his coach. And I'm following it. There's no way to watch it other than live results. And I see him in a mile. He's like an 18th, but from 3rd to 30th was like three seconds, right? Yes. So then I update it five minutes later. I update it. We uh, hit a stoplight, whatever, pull my phone out, hit refresh. Okay. Now he's in sixth at two miles. Okay. I wait. It's like seven minutes later, we pull up to a stoplight. And I say, we were driving back from something. I say to my wife, like, well, here's, here's the moment of truth. Like if you made it and I look through and I don't see him at first. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't make it. And I get down to 20th and I'm like, why haven't I seen him yet? I think I was looking for Anthony instead of Tony and just kept going. Yeah, and I got back and I saw him. Yeah, I saw him in, in fifth. So two Hoosier boys, three Hoosier girls going to San Diego. And you know what? If if Tony wins, I, you know, I'll buy him a Pacers jersey too. Actually, I, uh, I'd have to check on that. It, there may be rules against what I'm allowed to. Monet, uh, give some monetary value to kids on my own team. Yeah, you know, again, maybe the IHSA makes some poor choices from time to time. Maybe it just you know falls off the back of the truck yeah i mean you know things disappear from time to time you know what i'm saying he's a made guy the fans say where these things come from i mean you know do what kind of jersey do you want it fell off the back of the truck well you <laughs> just you solomon i told you please be quiet while i'm trying to do my work <laughs> now, now, now you're getting a sneak peek as to why it took like a week and a half or two weeks after nike midwest to do a podcast <laughs> uh miscellaneous well, oh, we have a couple other things to go over. Um, so Foot Locker, three girls, two boys. I've said this like six times now, but I've been interrupted. Uh, Nike Midwest, two boys, Cameron Todd won. Will Conway finished second. They were already in. And then uh, Libby Dowdy and Addison Canablo were already in. And Nike has released their at-large teams and individuals one quick aside, slightly surprising Plainfield South, who was one point back from Plainfield North, and we kind of assumed they were going to make it and get yeah. that large bid. Midwest teams almost get it. They didn't get one. That is surprising because they were, again, like you said, one point back, and they're pretty good throughout the year, like very strong. And then there's uh, – I don't know how much this really factors in, but there's a little bit of uh, notoriety with the – at least the track and field program, not necessarily. The, no, they made it. Up. They have the automatic one. That's Plainfield North. Oh, this you said Plainfield South. South. Okay, South. I'm sorry. Right, South rival. didn't make it. Yeah, my fault. Okay, and they I had missed. made it last year, which I know, I think normally is is kind of a selling point to get repeat teams in there. But anyways, they they didn't make it. They're not going. They're okay. not going on. They do individual at larges if you finish sixth or seventh. Yeah, Julia score from Chatard was right. seventh. Yep. So not very likely. They only take four of them, and they'd have to take both 
individuals from the Midwest, and they did. So Julia Score will be there. So three girls at Foot Locker and three girls at Nike. Yeah. Well, again, great representation for Indiana. And, um, you know, uh, I'm excited to see Score there and, and see what she can do uh, in her debut and know that she's going to probably be back there in a couple more years. And maybe as a senior, we're going to talk about her as a uh, potential uh, winner of the event. I mean, she's very, very good. So, yeah, and she's gotten a lot better. She's gotten uh, a lot better since last. I mean, she had a very solid freshman year. I think maybe she even scored in the 16 and the 32 or ranked competitively in both of the state she meet. But yeah. uh, she's she's clearly emerging on on a national stage. And this is how we define nationally elite. When we talk about things on the message board, or we talk about uh, in our pre-season previews and stuff, I say nationally elite, and then I define that as someone that qualified individually for Nike or Foot Locker. Yeah. And Nike is relatively new in terms of individual qualifications. I think it's only been uh, 10 to 12 years. Foot Locker has been around for since the 70s. Yeah. Uh, okay, miscellaneous minutes. We've got two things to go over, Solomon. Solomon, can you can you watch quietly, please? Okay. Um, Hunger Games. You and I went with some other coaches and saw Hunger Games, and you'd never seen it. This was on our Patreon. We did a quick miscellaneous minute. We've got some time here for two miscellaneous minutes. So you said you liked Hunger Games, even though you weren't familiar with it, and you were going to go through and uh, find some time to watch the movie. So you've watched the first one, the original, like, 2012, 2013, 2014 Hunger Games. Yeah, I think it's called The Hunger Games. Yes, the first one's called Hunger Games, and then they all have like Hunger Games, and then a, another kind of subtitle. Yeah. yeah. Again, what do you think? I, I have never this. never seen any of these movies before, and actually enjoyed the prequel. Quite, and I've not read the books. There are books that go with them, and I've not read them either. I had no idea. So, what quick, quick. The juxtaposition of this is that I am a big Hunger Games guy. I've read each of the books multiple times. I've seen each of the movies multiple times with the exception of obviously I haven't seen, but I, I might go back and watch the, the other one again before it leaves the theater. Sure. I'm like a big hunger. I think hunger games should be its own universe. Like star Wars. It kind of is. I, maybe it's not. I mean, I star think, Wars is huge though. Cause yeah, it's not the star Wars level, level, but like there is a, a universe. Whatever. So can anyway, you hear, can I, you hear him screaming while he's watching TV? I think he's having some fun in the background. Okay. So you can hear him. a little bit. Solid. 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 Solomon's guest appearance here. He, Let me while while you seen, talk to speaking of Hunger Games, he's seen each of these episodes of this show like four times. What show is this? It's uh, called Grizzy and the Lemmings. They're like seven minutes each, and there's only like you know twenty five or thirty of them or whatever. So he just yeah. cycles through them on the weekends. Nice. Okay, so quick summary of Hunger Games. Okay, quick summary of the first movie. I uh, more review than summary necessarily. I liked it. I thought it was very good in par with the. Um, uh, a prequel that I got to uh, see with you guys. I like the that it was focused um, on the game itself. And I think what also helped was having watched the prequel a couple days before and then following up with the first film because then all of those things kind of made sense and flowed. Again, having never read the books, so I, I really like that. Um, I thought the... Actual fighting uh, was really good. Um, the 64-year gap between the end of the what we watched on Tuesday and yeah. that first one, which is where yeah, I had to look that up. I, there was a there was a, a, a big 
big change, but I thought that was uh, good. And I like the twist toward the end. Um, no, I guess this is, you, dude, it's been out for 12 years. If you haven't yeah, seen hunger games yet, I don't think you're going to be like, Oh man, I was saving it. But yeah, I listened to my good. favorite podcast about Indiana high school track and field and they ruined hunger games for me. The original right. one, not the one in theaters now. Yeah. The Jennifer so, Lawrence hunger games. Yeah. They, they chose, um, they were going to both die as a, as a kind of a stick it to the man situation there at the end with poison berries. And, uh, the, they stopped it and declared two winners, both, uh, both from the same district. And there's, um, this, uh, you know, interesting, uh, love story component to it, which really may not be a love story and more of a, uh, uh, out of necessity, how to survive. But um, anyway, I thought the the actual fighting of it was a really cool idea, nice premise. I I uh, I liked it. I think there was one part, uh, and I can't remember it now. Peek behind the curtain here. I've I've watched the first two movies now, and I think this happened in the first movie. They created some type of uh, dog like wolf monster kind of thing. Yes, that, that was the first one. Yeah, the first one that just sort of appears. And I was like, ah, that's a little too magic-y for me like, to appear on the spot. I think I, that I was like, ah, I don't know if I like that part. Uh, I'm not against it, but if they like opened a cage and this animal came out, that's fine. But anyway, whatever. These are, we're, we're you know, nitpicking here. But um, I thought it was a great movie and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I'm going to watch the the other films. So like I said, I saw two. We'll, we'll talk about two another time. And there's four. They did the Harry Potter where they're like, hey, wait a minute, we're printing money. We got to change. We got to take this last book and make it two different movies. Okay. So then I've got two to go now. And uh, like I said, I thought, I thought it was really exciting and I enjoyed the, um, uh, the, the whole premise of it. And, and I also liked Woody Harrelson's character. I'm a, I'm a fan of Woody Harrelson. So they made him, uh, they made him a lot more, of a sympathetic figure they they really cleaned it up for the movie in the okay. book he's uh he you kind of look down on him all right so he's they kind he's, of explain it later on but like they in the in the in the book i mean he's like got a, like basically a, a horrible like he's a non-functional alcoholic and in, in the, the movie, movies they kind of show him like yeah he's you know he's he's a little loose on the train ride but when he gets there he really tries hard for him but in, yeah. the, in the book, he's like, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's like, uh, it's, it's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. there's, there's, you mentioned the love story. Yeah. Right. So there's PETA who she goes into the arena with and, and PETA says that he likes her. You don't yeah. really know at the end of the first one, how much of this is real and how much of this is, I think even at one point, Woody Harrelson says to her, like, she's like, well, this is, he doesn't really believe that. And Woody Harrelson's like, it's a TV show. Yeah. Yes. You probably are going to die because you've been selected for this horrible thing that our society has gotten but it is ultimately a tv show uh and then but back home there's uh the hemsworth uh gail right so there's yeah, PETA yeah. and there's gail are you are you at this point do you feel like you're team PETA or team gail man um i'm kind of kind of team gail maybe he's uh... I, honestly i'm team gail too yeah, he's he's stuck back home and he's he's kind of slaving away and working in the coal mines and trying to like, you know, figure himself out. And uh, I've got some sympathy for Peta, but he's not, um, you know, he's he just kind of just kind of happened. And um, yeah, I kind of I'm kind of Team Gale. 
I think he's uh, he's trying to hold it down and he's kind of brushed aside because uh, so far with with what I've seen uh, publicly, it has to be Katniss and Peta, but and and private, it's more Katniss and Gale and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you like seeing, you know, so there's Coriolanus Snow at the end of the first one, and then you see him again, and uh, surprise, he's the president. Because you're, you're, you you might be the only person in the history of the world to I actually have... watch them the way, not in yeah. sequential it, order in terms uh, of watching the prequel first, right? Yeah, that was helpful. I, I you know, he becomes the president, and you can kind of see his transition a little bit. Um, I'd like to know more about this role. Maybe this is in the books because you got to probably get into more minutia in the books, but Absolutely. how he became president and, uh, you know, uh, how long the president serves for. And uh, it's not, yeah, it's not an elected position. Yeah. But I mean, you know, how long is he going to be around that kind of thing? So interested in that. But uh, yeah, it's cool, cool. Uh, a good mix of like uh, futuristic, but not you know, not star Wars is not out there. Right. It's yeah. Just kind of, yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's, I mean, it's apocalyptic, right. Or it's post-apocalyptic. It's so uh, it's yeah, kind it's of future, future. It's futuristic, but it's also like futuristic political kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And they get, I mean, the first book is the best one, but like the second and third books are really good too. And the movies, I think maybe get progressively better. Better. The movies okay. are really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give my my uh, thoughts on the second movie the next time. That yeah, that'll be our next our next podcast. Okay, we still got we still got time in this miscellaneous minute. We're dragging out this minute. So you yeah. mentioned today, this is we, we can get a little looser in the off season here. State yeah. meets happened. Everybody feels good. I'll get you a marshmallow later. Do you want to do you want to come on and say anything on the podcast, Solomon? Do you want to come on and say anything on the podcast? Okay. Say something, to Mike. It's Taylor. What do you hey, want? Hey, buddy. Hi, How you Taylor. doing? Hi Solomon, how are you, buddy? Hey, why don't you Good. just take take thirty seconds? Tell Taylor what you did over Thanksgiving weekend. At Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, what'd you do this weekend? Well, you went to your grandparents' house. I went to my grandparents' house. Yeah. Mimi came today. Mimi came today when when Grandpa and I went to the Colts game, right? Yeah. But you didn't get to watch the game because you couldn't find the streaming app, right? That's okay. No. Though. We can watch the game next week. Next week we'll go hey. to Nana's house and watch it. Hey Solomon, what was Next your favorite go thing? Go to Nana's house. That'd be so fun. What was your favorite thing that you ate on Thanksgiving? Oh, that's too loud. Too loud. What was your favorite, Solomon? What was your favorite thing that you ate over Thanksgiving? Um, that's how really when Thanksgiving was all us was only us the candy at the end. The candy at the end. Okay, go watch the rest of the show, and I'll be over there. Okay. Thanks, I, Solomon. I would love some candy. Bye, Solomon. All that, all that stuff. Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving dinner here that Kathleen made on Wednesday night. Yeah. We had it at my parents' house. Then we had pizza at his grandparents, his other grandparents' house. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get it later, Solomon. I got to finish what, working. Well, you what Colin, and he what liked the candy you? at the end, which I don't even know that he had candy. Wow. What? Uh, apparently, he did. What? Uh, what dish uh, were you personally responsible for at any of these Thanksgiving? What? Hey, Colin, we need Nothing. you to make. This we got thing. it. No, we got it. Kathleen on Wednesday was just like kind of uh, not out of the blue, but like a couple of days in advance was like, well, we're not going to be here at all for Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll just make a small. So we just made a small 
thing here, like just had like a, a turkey breast or whatever that she cooked in the crock pot and she made mashed potatoes and green beans. She made all that. And then at my parents' house, we just got it catered. And then at her parents' house on Friday, we just got uh, pizza. So. so you you did nothing but show up. Uh, I bought. Did you wash? Did you wash dishes, Carl? We have a we have a dishwasher. We live in Carmel. Well, yeah. I mean, but not, not an actual person. No. I mean, we just stick it in a mechanical dishwasher. Oh, oh you have a what? Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> um, yeah. so you you know you could you know okay so you you showed up uh, empty handed it sounds like and you ate the food and you walked away. Uh, I uh, yes. Oh, you cooked. My immediate family, just just my parents, my brothers, four of us, my immediate family. That's unusual. Usually I go visit my parents uh, who live here in town uh, at not too far from my undisclosed location. Um, and I uh, usually host Christmas, but this year just so happened that I hosted, I'll host both. And um, Drumstick Dash in the morning, did that uh, there in Broderpool and uh, then had the, the family over and we ate turkey and ham and all of the trimmings on the side. And then, uh, yeah, it was good. I had a, a friend make a pumpkin pie. That was very good. Very oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a lot of, a lot of fixings? You have a lot of room for fixings? All the, all the fixings. Uh, oh, wow. uh, uh, so I like noodles. I don't know if you about noodles, but I'm a big fan of noodles. Kathleen, Kathleen made noodles this year. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of noodles. So I had noodles and stuffing and uh, what was uh, there? Green beans and there were rolls and there were like some butternut squash thing and cranberry something rather and yeah. uh, you know all, all the uh, mashed potatoes or something. All all of the things. So there you go. Well, we're thankful for that. You know what else we're thankful for? The Colts have a winning record. There are they six games remaining. Record. So, so they're, they're, yeah. You want to you go through and tell here? us what you think will happen in the final six games? Yeah. Okay. So let's get a let's get a prediction here. We usually do this once or twice per year. All right. I got the, the schedule. Started. Are you ready okay. to make a prediction here, Swami? Yep. All right. So uh There's next special hat I can Sunday. put on. I guess it's an audio medium. There's yeah. some tortillas on this table. I can put one of those on. You could do that. Um, all right. Next Sunday, the Colts travel to Tennessee. That's a win. That's a Colts win. So that puts the Colts at Colts currently six and five. That puts the Colts at seven and five. Okay. Then the following Sunday, they go to a Joe Burrow less Cincinnati. Uh, Burrow's out for the year. They just lost today to Pittsburgh. Who's not any good. Uh, That's a Colts win. All right. Well, speaking about Pittsburgh being no good Sunday, December 17th, the Colts host those Steelers that are not very good. Is that a win? This is odd because as a Colts ticket holder, I'm always looking at the date and they still haven't uh, published a date or time for that game. So that could be, and initially when you're looking at it, like the Colts, oh my God, the Colts and the Steelers at a night game, but this could be for playoff positioning. Uh, Steelers aren't a good Colts win that. So that would be nine and five. Christmas Eve, a trip to Atlanta to take on the ailing Falcons. Is that a mm-hmm. win? Who Who's Atlanta's quarterback? What's it matter? Colts win. I don't think they know who their quarterback is. Atlanta is awful. They've gone Um, back and forth with different guys. Then on uh, New Year's Eve, you can uh, head and gamble. uh, There's the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Well, I guess they're here. It's at home. I mean, it's it's legal in Indiana for uh, sports betting, sports book. Raiders are terrible. They just fired their coach. Although right now they – Playing Kansas City pretty tough. Anyways, that's that's a that's a win. They played they played better since the coaching change, and that might just be happenstance. But like they they've played uh, maybe that they're all, they all, all the players hated the old coach and they got rid of him. 
Well, he is a D bag having. Yes. Uh, Kansas City's beating the pretty bad right now. Okay, so that's that's five. That's ten and five for the Colts. Okay, so you're picking a win there, and that's then, a win. Yes, there's one more after that, right? Finale home against Houston, and this this has big implications, Colin, because um, you know both uh, Jacksonville and Houston played today, and Jacksonville won. Sadly, Houston missed by a foot, literally a foot, on the final field goal that could have sent it to overtime. I watched the end of that game while you were like driving home or whatever. Um, so, Walking back in the rain. Yeah, walking in the rain there. So they, uh, Houston is still in the conversation for a wild card spot, and the Colts are too. And so maybe it could come down to this game, Colin. Uh, this, will we? And this the- this one also doesn't have a time yet. Yeah, and it's this could be like for the last playoff spot. It real between those two teams. Uh, now, as my predictions are going, I think the Colts will be pretty secure by then, and uh, they'll still probably need this game. And I'm going to say. That's a Colts win, Taylor. So you you have predicting you're predicting them to win out. So we we won yeah. the two games before the bye, and then we won today. So we we are going to win out and get to the playoffs. And, and uh, honestly, and we do this all the time. The joke is that we do this all the time, and every time we do it, I predict that the Colts are going to win all the rest of their games. And so if we do it before Week One, it's like seventeen and zero. Um, but like, they're the all Colts winnable. aren't. Yeah, they're they're going to be favored, or they'll be. Two and a half point underdogs or less in each of those games. So, the the one game that looks scary on the schedule, uh, I think there will be two games. Sort of one is the uh, season finale against Houston yep. because Houston is pretty good and they've sort of had our number recently. But it's a home game, so right. We can and we think, won in Houston. Yeah, maybe that was when Richardson played, but from this year. And then I'm a little bit nervous about Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is something to play for. Yeah, and they're, even they're, though they've got a quarterback, kind of lucky. Yeah, new, and they're trying to figure this yeah, out. Uh, they did fire their offensive coordinator, and, uh, you know, they did get get a win today. Again, Cincinnati, you know, not that strong. But I'm, I'm a little nervous about Pittsburgh as well. So I'm not I, nervous. We're going to win the rest of the games, go 12-5. and five. You heard it here first. All right, 12-5 and five right here. This is uh, Colin Altavote predicting the, your uh, Colts schedule. All right, and we'll we'll check in later. We'll do a recap of the national meets, and uh, and then it's, it's preseason track time, Taylor. We're going to go through each of our event groups, boys and girls, uh, and uh, put, push those out in December, January. Can't wait. Can't hey, wait. thanks for coming on. Let's go Buffs. I volunteer as tribute. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on Perhaps a little more room here for the fixins. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixins. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They're my little guys. I love them.